summary of the Sicha. The first pasuk of this week's parasha, and then the words are, Bracha uklala. See, I behold, I place before you a blessing and a klala. So the Targum Unkelos interprets the word klala as levatim, which means curses. I place before you a blessing and a curse, choose the blessing. But the Targum, and so on, there's in the next pasuk, or the pasuk after, it also says the word klala, and again he interprets it as curses. The Targum Yonason, he says that what does klola mean? It means chilufa, which means an exchange, something different. That's what chilufa means, an exchange for that. So, And uh, only later, a few psukim later, where it talks about when you will come to Yisrael and there, there will be the two mountains, the Har Grizim and Har Evel over there, he says, Esa klola al Har Evel, does he say that it means malatataya, means curses. So finally he fo- faces the fact that it's curses. But in the two earlier words where it says klola, he says chilufa, it means an exchange, something different. So we have to understand why they interpret it differently. Why do they have different interpretations for that word klola? Also, when you say that something exchanges something else, there has to be, they, they are different, and that's why one thing exchanges the other, but there has to be something similar between them so that you can say, say that this exchanges the other thing. For instance, when we have the concept of chilufa oisius, that there are certain codes that are certain letters in the Torah can be exchanged for different letters, but there has to be something that brings them together, some reason why these two letters can be exchanged for each other, there has to be a similarity between them. For instance, the Zohar says that the word Echad, the word Echad is, the word Va'ed is an exchange for the letters Echad. So there's a relationship between those two Psukim. So the word Va'ed exchanges Echad. Why? Because the Vav of Va'ed exchanges the Aleph because an Aleph and a Vav have a similarity, they're both in the grouping of letters that are silent. And therefore, because they have that similarity, they can be exchanged for each other. The Ches, exchange, um, the ches exchanges the Ayin, because the Ayin and the, and the Ches are both in the grouping of letters which come from the throat. Different letters come from different areas in the mouth that formulate them, like the lips or the tongue or the teeth or the palate and the throat. Those are the five groupings. So the ayin and the ches both belong to the grouping in the throat and therefore they can be exchanged for each other and the dalad are the same letter but the dalad of echad is a large letter the dalad of uh, void is a small letter but they are regular sized letter and they could exchange each other but what we see from that is in order for one thing to exchange another there has to be a similarity. So what similarity is there between a bracha and a klala? They're exact opposites of each other. So to understand this, we have to understand the difference between the Targum Unculus and the Targum Yonison. The Targum Unculus was written in Bavel, and the Targum basically um, sticks to the simple meaning of the word. He translates words literally. Occasionally, he also gives you the context or the meaning, what, is the word, what do these groups of words mean, rather than translating literally. But generally, it sticks to the Pshat. Even when he does that, it's also the simple meaning of the, of the words. Targum Yonason, he explains what's underneath. He brings in medrashim, he brings in explanations, he brings in dinim, halachas, which come out from these psukim. So it doesn't stick to the regular, to the simple pshat. He looks for what's beneath it. What does it all mean? 
And that's why the Targum Yonason has a problem with explaining, with interpreting the word klola in this, in this case as a curse. Because it says, I give before you. Who is I referring to? Generally in Chumash uh, Devarim, I refers to Moshe Rabbeinu. But in this case, the Medrash says it refers to Hashem. It's Hashem that places it before you. So how is it possible that from Hashem should come forth a klala, a curse? We know that from nothing, nothing bad comes from Hashem. So what do you mean it comes from Hashem that it's a klala? Therefore, the Targum Yonason says, the Targum Onkulus said, that's the meaning of it. So klala, that's what it means. It means a curse. But the Targum Yonason looks beneath the surface and he says, is it possible that from Hashem should come a curse? No. So what is it? It's an exchange it's, it's, it's a blessing but it arrives at the receiver the person that receives it receives it as a curse from Hashem only blessing comes forth but because of the person's behavior and the way what they have done and therefore it turned into a curse when it arrived in his reality but the question is what does it mean You saying is the Targum Yonison saying that the, the curse it says right in the Pesach I give and it says uklala, so it is coming from Hashem. So what does he mean that it's only an exchange? The answer is that the purpose of a targum, of a translation of the Torah is, because there are people that, don't, that couldn't understand the Lush and Kedush anymore, they lived in Golos, and because of the difficulties of Golos, they, they needed something to trans, someone to translate the Psukim. So in Bavel, where, as I said, the Targumunculus was made in Bavel, and the Bavel was where the deep darkness of the Golos was. That was right in the middle of the deep darkness of the Golos at the time. So therefore, the people there perceived the darkness alone. That's what they saw, a terrible, horrible, dark Golos. And therefore, the Targum interprets it as Klala. But the Targum Yonason, that was created in Eretz Yisrael. That was written in Eretz Yisrael. And over there, it wasn't such a deep colors. Over there, there is, in Etzisrael, there's a greater revealed good. And so therefore, there they were able to see that the golos in its essence is not as terrible as it seems. In other words, that in truth, it is a blessing. But, as the, the, but it comes in a different way, similar to what the Torah says. The Torah itself says, Vayancha, Vayerivecha, Hashem gave you pain and He gave you hunger. And, and the reason is because just as a person punishes his son like a person punishes his son that's how Hashem punishes you and it is for the purpose as, the, as he continues the Shamarta, that you should keep the Torah mitzvahs and therefore Hashem will bring you to a good land he will be able to reward you so the purpose of the Golos and the purpose of punishment is for a greater good that's what's seen in Eretz Yisrael. You can see what's beneath it. You can see what's behind it all. You can see the blessing, that it's really a blessing, that it only comes in a different way, in an exchange. Uh, it came down in a different way. And this is actually something that is said in Targum, which means in a different language, meaning to say that even the people that don't understand Lashon Kedush, they don't understand Hebrew, they only understand it in a, another language, which means they're not necessarily the most learned people. Even they need to know, especially they need to know that what's behind the Golos is really, says Targum Yenison, that it's really a blessing in disguise. 
But that is when you talk about broad strokes, when you want to give an overall view of what is going on, so you speak in those terms. But then, when it says, when you will come to Yisrael, and you need to start doing your Aveda over there, we are read, the Targum Yonison already interprets it as a Klola, as Malatataya. Why? Because of the, there, in order to be able to deal with the Yitzhahara, you have to speak in plain, strong terms. You have to speak in terms of, this is a curse. If you continue behave, to behave this way, it brings a curse upon us. And only then can you hope to subdue the Yitzhahara. That's why over there he says, it's a klala. And the, the, uh, the other reason what's behind it is, over there it doesn't say, over there it talks about, you will place the klala, the people of the klala on the Mount Evil. So over there, it's not already coming from Hashem. There, the Targum Yenison can, un, can already interpret it as a curse because it's not coming directly from Hashem. It's coming from the people themselves. And the reason and the truth is that any, any uh, kindness and good which comes, as, and it, which comes down to us as a negative event is really contains within it a greater blessing than, than even the revealed good. As the Al-Tarab explains about this, that the reason why things come as Yisurim, as pain, is because in, embe- embedded in them is the greatest, greatest good possible. And it's sometimes not possible for the greatest good to come down in a, re- a revealed way. For whatever reason, whether there would be opposition to it, from, uh, from negative forces so therefore it has to come concealed as pain but it contains within it the greatest good possible as is brought out by the Pesach the one that he loves Hashem rebukes because, because of the great love and he wants to give the greatest good possible therefore it must come through sometimes as rebuke and only then can he deliver the greatest good possible and when a Yid recognizes this and understands that even when a person goes through pain, it really contains the greatest good possible, then this reveals to him, the, it come, then it will come to him as revealed good as well. Because when you recognize that it's, uh, that it's coming from Hashem and that it has within it the greatest good, and therefore you rejoice with it, as it says that there are that they rejoice with the pain that Hashem gives them then it brings out it will be revealed to you the great good that is contained within them and this also explains the connection between the Haftarah of this week of Re'eh with, uh, with the Parsha Re'eh in fact it explains the, the connection between the seven weeks that follow Tishabab, which are the seven weeks of comfort and the Haftarahs talk about uh, words of comfort so the Avudram explains the order of the parshas, of the Aftairas, how it comes about. And this is how he explains it. The first one after Tisha B'Av is Nachamu Nachamu Ami. Comfort, O oh comfort my people. That means Hashem is speaking to the prophets. And he says, bring comfort, bring double comfort to my people. The next one is, starts, Hashem. The Jewish people respond to this. Why are you sending prophets to comfort us? If you send prophets, it means you have abandoned us. Where is Hashem Himself to comfort us? So in the third Haftarah, the Nevi'im bring back the message to Hashem that Ania Sayer Loi Nuchama, the, uh, the pained one, the storm-driven one, that means the Jewish people, they were not comforted by our words. They expect you to come to them and speak to them directly. So therefore the fourth Haftarah is Anoichi, Anoichi, I, I, says Hashem, I myself will be the one to comfort you. 
And then the fifth and the sixth uh, Haftarah are, Rani Hashem says to the people, Rejoice, you barren one, the one that wasn't able to give birth, because it will, now things will uh, improve, will become good. And the next one is, Kumi Oiri, arise and shine, because the time for your shining has arrived, is the sixth Haftarah. Hashem speaking to the Jewish people directly. And then the seventh Haftarah is, Sois Osis Hashem. I will rejoice with Hashem, the Jewish people say, we rejoice with Hashem Himself. Hashem has comforted us Himself. So the question, it's a very nice shot, but the question is, why does Hashem wait? What's going on? First He sends the, the prophets. The prophets say, no, they rejected it, so now He comes Himself. Why doesn't He come Himself to begin with? The point is, it's making a point, that if the Yidin will accept, would have accepted the comfort of the prophets, that means they don't see that it's the deeper good, that, there's, that the Golas itself, the terrible events of Tisha B'Av themselves, contain the blessing. And if they don't see that it contains the blessing, then they're willing to accept from the prophets the comfort. But now that the Yidin rejected the prophets' comfort, what, what that means is, they said, it's not about comfort, it, if such terrible things happen, it means that it had within them buried the greatest good possible. That has to come from Hashem directly. The good that comes only from Hashem. So where is Hashem to deliver that good? Where is He to bring that good? So Hashem says, oh, they realize that I'm behind it all. They see the light within the darkness. So therefore He comes forth and He gives them the comfort that comes directly from Him.